It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Celtics are back in action. Marcus Smart still got that eye infection. Robert Williams got a hip thing that doesn't sound great. And do I really have to squash another Kyrie thing? Yep. And I'm going to do it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Millies, let's go. Rainy days back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Back here on a Tuesday after a day off because the Celtics took a long weekend, I took a little bit of a break. I went on a little bit of a vacation, and then I'm heading to Dallas. Not often that you get an in-season break, but I'm going to take advantage of it, and I did. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for MassLive.com, and let's start this. I'm going to save the Kyrie thing for later. I I just, I'm so sick of this, Uh, but... The reaction, once again, is typical, but stupid. Uh, And I'm so sick of this kind of reaction, but I'm saving this for the end. Let's start with, I think the most concerning thing out of the practice was Robert Williams, who was diagnosed with an edema in his hip, a bone edema, which is basically a fluid in the bone marrow itself. So somehow, I'm not an expert here, but there was some sort of trauma to that hip area of the bone, and there is a fluid. And edema is the swelling, a fluid uh, being uh, trapped in there. And so that is something that typically, from my research, happens during uh, some sort of arthritis or a fracture of some kind. It's hard to say what caused it with Robert Williams. Uh, He is an active NBA player, so any number of things could have happened to that left hip. Um, Now, the good news is that it can resolve itself after a while. Um, They're going to take a few weeks to let it heal, and then hopefully... The resolution on its own will be sufficient, and then he will go through whatever rehab he goes through and strengthening, and hopefully he'll be back in a few weeks. We'll see. I don't know how serious this is. I don't know what caused it. They're not saying yet what caused it. Maybe they don't know what caused it. Uh, But for now, we know that there's something in his hip, in the bone in his hip, that is swelling. There's a swelling inside that bone. We've he, we've heard bursitis in that hip, that left hip of his. Um, I don't know if that was a correct diagnosis and this is something different. Uh, there, there was uh, something there that maybe um, was separate. I did ask Brad Stevens recently about whether this was uh, a recurrence of the bursitis, and he did say no. 
So this edema may be a separate thing. So on the plus side, if it is something that does resolve itself, which it does seem that it's possible that it could, then great. He moves on. He's happy. He's healthy. And forget it. It's just a thing that happens. If it's chronic, if it's the arthritis type of thing, then we'll have to see what what the resolution is. I don't I don't want to speculate. I'm just kind of like going through some of the causes that are listed amongst the many different websites that explain this kind of stuff. I I, I don't think it's I I don't want to say what I think or don't think. I don't know what it is. Um it hasn't been a chronic thing. I don't think haven't heard much about his left hip before, I don't think. So I'm going to guess, uh, at least make a, some sort of trying to make an educated assumption that it may not be a chronic thing, even though it obviously it could, but it hasn't been in the past. So maybe somehow there was some sort of fracture, a thing that no one really realized. Could, could be a simple my microscopic stress fracture it could be something that was there that kind of developed over the course of time. Uh, obviously, when you're a professional basketball player, the jumping, the running, the stopping, and all of that stuff, any any number of things could cause some, some some sort of fracture in there. Fracture does lead to the edema, so we'll see. Um, I don't. W- without getting further clarification, we don't know, but. It's going to take a few weeks, and now that puts the Celtics in a little bit of a bind because if another guy gets hurt, if something happens to Daniel Tice or Ennis Cantor, then they're shorthanded. Uh, obviously, the, the next question is, does this mean the Celtics have to burn three weeks of taco fall minutes? Uh, they may, or they may just decide, we're going to roll with Poirier as the emergency guy since they're probably not going to use that emergency guy in an, unless it's an emergency, right? But I think the Celtics' plan is start Tice, Cantor is your backup, and if that's not sufficient, then you may need to go small and you go with Grant Williams or Shemi Ojale, and that's the plan. That's been the Celtics' plan. I don't think there's any reason to to burn Shemi, uh, to burn Taco Fall minutes and and just get all of his NBA eligibility because he's he's on the two-way contract and it's a 45-day eligibility. If there's any reason to kind of hold on to this, it's that you never know if there's going to be a recurrence of this down the line. So maybe they use him from time to time and then they go back and they, they send him back and they they go with this plan with Poirier as the emergency, emergency guy. But um, I don't think they're going to use up all of all, all 45 days through this next month. January is a crazy month for the Celtics. Um, after all of this time off that they just had in December, they're going to go through three straight weeks of with at least one back-to-back, two straight weeks of three games in four days. It's going to be a hell of a grind. So maybe, maybe they do bring Taco up for a couple of those games um, just to kind of – lessen the impact on some of these guys that might be playing a lot of minutes. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. For now, what we know is Robert Williams is hurt. 
He's got this bone edema. He's out for three weeks. We're going to have to wait and see what happens from there and what the Celtics plan. When we come back, Marcus Smart, eye infection in both eyes. (sighs) Stick around. More on that when we come back here on Locked On Celtics. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, if you're a Spotify user, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot, tag me, Reds Army underscore John on Twitter. You can tag the, the show, LO Celtics on Twitter, or tag Locked On Live, and we will share and retweet. Marcus Smart, still not with the team, still dealing with his own injury issues. His is an eye infection. Not only has it still lingered in one eye, it has now spread to the other eye which makes things twice as bad. Get it? Because it's in two eyes. (sighs) I don't know what the infection is, um, but they did say that uh, it's something that usually lasts between seven and ten days, which uh, we're we're at the seven days. So it could be a few more days for Marcus Smart dealing with this eye infection. It could clear up. Who knows when? Who knows? I don't know if it's seven to ten days total, and now we're at seven days for one. It's going to take another seven for the other. I I don't know. That's another thing I don't know. Uh, The Celtics have uh, been without him. He did travel to Indiana, but he didn't play in that game. So he was well enough to travel. Uh, Apparently, he spent the whole week just at home and dealing with this. Now the Celtics, without Marcus Smart for the game in Denver. I mean, in Dallas. They did recall Romeo Langford. Uh, 
So Romeo Langford will be with the team, maybe for depth issues. Uh, but right now, Marcus Smart out. I would expect that the Celtics go with a heavy dose of Brad Wanamaker off the bench. Obviously, Gordon Hayward's back, so your starting lineup is basically unaffected. It's the bench that's going to be affected, and uh, the playmaking, the scoring, obviously the defense. So the Celtics are still going to be without Marcus Smart. They'll have to rely on Wanamaker. Um, Carson Edwards is in Maine, so maybe this is an opportunity for Langford to get a few minutes, um, or maybe Brad Stevens gets creative with the staggering of the lineups. You just play these guys in different stints, different shifts. So two of your stars are on that, on that, on the floor at the same time, uh, much more often, uh, maybe you just bump up their minutes a little bit. Um, but, uh, right now, uh, Tremont waters is still with Maine. So he's not going to be part of the issue. Not, not part of the answer. Carson Edwards, not going to be part of the answer. We'll just have to roll with Wanamaker and it Gordon Hayward. I guess Gordon Hayward's going to be the most important guy here. And this will be an opportunity for Brad to bump up his minutes a little bit and get him going. He just missed a month, so he'll he'll kind of dive right back in and be one of the primary playmakers. So without Smart around, you you roll with Hayward out there and and you maybe you sub out Hayward first with um Tatum, like like Brad's been doing, and you start your second unit, the second quarter, with Wanamaker, Hayward, and Tatum. This way, you got at least a couple of ball handlers out there, along with your scorer, and your you know bench big. Maybe you go with Cantor and Ojale, or Cantor and and uh, Grant Williams, uh, or some combination like that. Uh, and yeah, that that's basically how the Celtics are going to have to make up for the loss of Marcus Smart. Now, the Mavericks don't have Luka Doncic, but they just beat the Bucks without him, so beware of the Mavericks. Uh, the next game after that, a home, a home game against Detroit, then a home game against Charlotte, then a couple days off before Christmas. So the next week, if it goes another seven days for Marcus Smart, he could miss three more games, and luckily, the Celtics should be able to get past Dallas, even with however Dallas is keeping things together. Uh, they should be able to get past Detroit. They should be able to get past Charlotte. Toronto on Christmas Day in Toronto. Uh, if that's when Marcus Smart comes back, I'm fine with it because, you know, we've been talking about Marcus Smart's nagging injuries. Uh, let's, let's just take this for the silver lining that it is and say that Marcus Smart gets to rest for two weeks and all of those nagging injuries get better. Actually, yeah, it'd be a little bit more than two weeks. So he doesn't have to go through, uh, you know, whatever is going on with his fingers, great. Sprained fingers get better in a couple of weeks. The hip thing maybe gets better. And while his eye infections is, are, are working their way through, then all the other stuff gets healthier. I'll, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. It sucks that they lost to Indy. They could have used them. Sucks that they lost to Philly. They definitely could have used them there. If they can whip off three wins in a row, 
they're still in good position. So that's we'll just hope for the best there. Uh, Marcus Smart is is really the most unique player on the Celtics right now. The, the guy that the Celtics really can't afford to lose. I, I'd say most they, they most can't afford to lose. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? Um, so hopefully he comes back soon before the real real hard part of the schedule kicks in because uh, they do play Toronto twice in a matter of three four days. Um, luckily, there's a Cleveland game in the middle of that, but uh, that that's going to be the beginning of a very tough schedule. When we come back, a lot more crap about Kyrie Irving, and this is because Jalen Brown gave an interview, and people don't like what he had to say. And uh, I guess I'll just go on a rant for five minutes when we come back here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash NBA at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Jalen Brown started a thing because he gave an interview to Heavy.com and spoke to Brandon, quote, Scoop B. Robinson. Okay. And uh, so he... Again, brought up the Kyrie thing because you can't talk to anybody now without talking about the Kyrie thing. So first step here is the Kyrie thing has been done to damn death, all right? Just because you haven't asked Jalen Brown about Kyrie yet doesn't mean that he hasn't been asked a million times about Kyrie. Like, you're not being original when you're saying something about Kyrie Irving. And and this is one of my gripes about the media, my my contemporaries here in the media, my fellow journalists, my fellow interviewers, okay? Know when the story is done. The story's been done. Just because you yourself haven't gotten a chance to ask about Kyrie Irving doesn't mean you've got to when you talk to this guy. It's done, okay? It's like, what else are they going to say? And so Jalen Brown, basically, in my opinion, I didn't hear it, I'm reading it says the same thing that's been said. So I'm going to read his quote. Quote, everybody's going to have their own opinion. I don't think Kyrie cares too much. Maybe he does, and maybe he shouldn't care as much as he does. He's Kyrie Irving at the end of the day. Nobody's perfect. Kyrie's got, Kyrie got a lot of blame and was undeserving. It wasn't his fault that certain guys couldn't take a step back. It wasn't his fault. That was the front office and the coach's fault. He gets a lot of that blame because he was the star, but a lot of that should be on the organization and the coaching staff. It's in the past. Kyrie is in a better place in Brooklyn. Somewhere his roots are, he'll be fine. Now, people are losing their shit because Jalen Brown said it's the front office's fault and it's the coach's fault, Um, which is we just talked about how Danny Ainge 
went uh, before the Celtics played Brooklyn, and he said, it's my fault. Danny Ainge said, it's my fault. Okay? Brad Stevens, at the end of last season, at the beginning of this season, multiple times, has said that it was his fault, that he needed to do a better job. Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens have come out on multiple occasions and taken blame. Jalen Brown is basically saying the same thing. But because Jalen Brown, a player, comes off and says it's the coaching staff and the front office's fault, just like the front office and the coach have been saying, it suddenly becomes Jalen Brown is blaming the coaches and the front office. Listen to everything that they've been saying all this time. They're saying it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's my fault. Oh, yeah, it's my fault. Oh, yeah, it's their fault. Well, what do you mean it's their fault? Well, they said it was their fault. They've said it over and over again. But now people are going to come out and be like, oh, whoa, players shouldn't be saying that. Why? Why? <laughs> they said it. I, I, it's, it's, I don't get it. I don't get why it's going to be a topic. And the reason I'm making this a topic is because I know other people are going to make it a topic and I want to just nip this in the bud because it shouldn't be a topic. And, and people are going to be like, whoa, should Jalen Brown have said that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's done. It's over. It's in the past. Kyrie is gone. The real story may be told somewhere down the line, but the Boston Celtics don't want any of the blame to be put on Kyrie Irving. The Boston Celtics want this Kyrie Irving thing to die, want it to go away. They are never, ever, ever going to put the blame on Kyrie Irving because they want star-free agents to come to Boston, and they do not want to be the organization that blames players for things going wrong. They want to be the organization that says, you know what, my bad. We're going to look at this. We're going to look at how we did this, and we're going to take our responsibility, and we're going to move forward. It's not his fault. It's our fault, okay? It's the it's not you, it's me. doesn't matter if it really is you. They're not going to say it. They're never going to say it. Not while there's – not while Danny Ainge is in power. Not while he's running the show. Not while Brad Stevens is coaching. Not while any of these guys on this team are playing. That's not going to be the case. They're not going to say it because in a year or two, two years, when Giannis Antetokounmpo is looking at places where he might want to go play and the Celtics maybe create enough cap space for him to want to play, he's not going to sit there and see stories that say Celtics point fingers at Kyrie Irving because he's a superstar player and whether he knows the intricacies of everything that happened in that locker room, he doesn't want to be the guy that looks at that and says, oh, the Boston Celtics are the type of team that blames their star when things go wrong. It doesn't matter what the hell the real story is. The Boston Celtics want the blame to be put publicly on Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. Okay, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, maybe someday on some anniversary or something, we'll get a real story if anybody cares by then. And the way things going, people may care by then. But right now, this is the company line. And that's it. So Jalen Brown said what he said. Yeah, because 
that's what they want him to say. Even if they didn't tell him to say that, it's pretty obvious that that's what they want him to say. So that's it. That's the only thing that should come out of that. So I'm, I'm sick of hearing the Kyrie thing. Like, I seriously am. I'm sick of it. I'm sure the players are sick of it. The player, I'm, Most of you might be sick of it too. So enough. I've had enough of this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it enough to subscribe. If you are a new listener, hope you've enjoyed it. All you regular listeners, thanks for sticking around after one off day. We're normally here for you Monday through Friday for a free daily podcast. So give us that five-star rating, give a good review, and share the podcast. Tell everybody to listen to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.